there. This is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock. Hi, this is Jana Harrington Barkus with Hoofing It Podcast. And this is Melissa Cowan. Hey, Melissa. Uh, super excited, sun shining today. Um, always excited to talk with new guests. And who do you have with us today? We have Marcy Talker. She's the co- the owner, founder of Gray Muzzle Manor. Mm-hmm. Marcy, thank you for joining us. Would you let everybody know where you're from? And Thanks for having me. Well, and I have um, Emmett here, too. He's a therapy dog. He does everything. So there's awesome. Emmett the Wonder Dog and his boss, his coworker, Marcy. Oh, he's my boss. Um, <laughs> I love so he's Hollywood. We, I, I'm joking. He's Hollywood. He's, he's He's on Instagram. He's he's ridiculous. Anyway, I think I saw him on your website actually. Probably. Oh, good. He, so people can go see him. Yes. Oh. Oh my gosh. People have said, "Well, we scheduled the consult because we wanted to meet Emmett, and then we like you too." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Thank you. <laughs> I um, love it. But so we are in Mooresville, Pennsylvania. So like outside of Reading, Pennsylvania, kind of Philadelphia, about it two hours or so from Philadelphia. So do you have snow, rain? What? Well, we get those things. Today, (laughs) actually, the sun is out um, and we had been, we did get a a bunch of rain. We hadn't got, I hate snow, like hate. Um, So thankfully we haven't, well, we got a little bit this year, a little like dusting so far, but I'm hoping it's February and March and April that like, those are the trick months here. Mm -hmm. It's always like fun you, to hear uh, mm-hmm. people, you know, wh- what state you're in and, and what's going on. So what happens? Um, Glam Muzzle started off, uh, I do senior animal rescue and hospice care. Um, I know I just threw you for a loop there. Um, as well as community outreach services to help people to keep their pets. Um, however, that being said, I was, you know, 19 and, and I was in undergrad, Penn State. And I, I got back into riding horses, and it was a very tough time in my life. I'm 36 now. And um, I met a horse named Fancy, and um, I started to ride again. And we, you know, she my best, became my best friend. And I would I would go to sleep in her stall in the middle of the night. Um, I mean, if, if I didn't have her, you know, we wouldn't be doing this podcast you know, things would have um, ended very differently. Um, and what she used to do, one of the amazing things she used to do is when I would ride, she would, well, she would weave all over the trail, left, right, back, forth. People used to complain about riding with me because we'd be all over the place. I would send her back to the middle. She'd go to the side. Um, one day somebody must have told me, to, to relax and I probably shot them a look and said something I'm sure I you know and I somehow was able to relax and Fancy walked in a straight line to stop breathing and that was the beginning of so all of this time Fancy's like hello you up there hello hello get it together you know you're giving me you're giving me this energy like she's trying to tell me, but I didn't know. I did, I knew that I always felt certain ways my whole life, but I didn't know what it was, or I didn't know 
I just didn't know, but she did. Mm-hmm. And um, that taught me the beginnings of checking in with myself, checking in with my body. Um, because as soon as she would tell me or she would leave, I would check in with myself and she would stop. I mean, foolproof, 100% of the time. And I remember thinking that everybody has to know what horses can do. I was 19 and I became obsessed. I was a psychology major and I became obsessed in the next bunch of years through undergrad and graduate school. Everybody had to listen to me only do any project, whatever, on um, equine and animal-assisted psychotherapy. Wow. That's neat. What a great So now you have this program from this horse. Yes, and I still have her. She's 27 years old. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yes, she still works, and she's very special. She's my best friend. Aw, that's Um, neat. And she knows things um on a level that that other horses just I just I just she's just my best friend so we've been together for 17 years that's that deep it. connection mm-hmm. Of- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so I knew that was what I wanted to do I wanted to have a place where people could come well I had read um Wyatt Webb it's not about the horse and because I was consuming as much material as I could about people that use animals to help people. Because I, I kind of thought I made it up. I didn't, obviously. Um, <laughs> and he talked about a place that he had that you know facility where anybody could come for therapy or whatever it was that they needed. There was all different types of clinicians, and I just thought I want to have that one day a big place where lots of people are offering these types of ways to help people. And um, it it started to happen sooner than I thought. Yeah, so you were able to get your license, and so now you're a licensed therapist, and, and now you own your own business with this. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, well, I started um, with I, – I started using horses – in therapeutic setting in 2016 under supervision um, and had a, you know, equine certification to, to do this, that type of service. And then I incorporated the nonprofit in 2017, which, um, you know, originally and still does senior animal rescue and hospice and these community outreach services. And then um, the therapy is mental health services are also a part of it as well as hippotherapy a little baby hippotherapy program. So, Can you explain um, to our audience, what is hippotherapy? Hippotherapy is, so we have a team that, in, our team includes a physical therapist. So for it to be called hippotherapy, you have to have a physical therapist or a speech language pathologist or OT. Um, and I, I just oversee the the program. Um, but it's uh, it's mounted um, mounted therapy for all types of individuals with all types of stuff going on, whether it's physical disabilities or um, it could be like 
um, sensory processing, you know, um, disorders. It could be people that have MS. It could be people that have a wheelchair. It could be people, all different, all different. There's a physical therapist is part of that team. And, um, it's, um, typically it's a mounted, it's mounted, um, it's different than mental health. And the, it's, the it's reason they cool. use, oh, sorry. The reason they use the horses for the hippotherapy is because of the motion of the horse helps the the body, right? Our our muscles and bones, and mm-hmm. that's why they that's yeah why they do that, right? Hand eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I and an interesting aside. Um, I live on forty five acres as of a couple of years ago, and the farm. Um, belonged to friend friends of mine. Still belongs to my friend Joe, and um, her husband Ben, who passed away a couple of years ago. He had MS, um, very advanced MS. He was um, eventually he was in a wheelchair, and they had a lot of farm equipment and different things adapted for him. Ben, um, his name is Ben, to be able to still run the farm, I and mean, he was uh, amazing person and a stand-up horseman like you you would you don't meet a lot of people like that um but one of the things that they had wanted to do one day was to be able to have a a hippotherapy program and so when I moved here I mean you know psychotherapy is my thing obviously but I wanted to be able to carry the torch and do that for them um what a wonderful because heart that's, you have. That's so um, it's a small program. I, I need to have somebody else run it to market it better. But um, it was important. To, yeah. So that's nice. You. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. And so I also noticed that you do, uh, with, with your mental uh, care that you do, you're using horses. You want to talk a little bit about what, what you've learned with that? Um, oh, my gosh. Well, and I I... I use horses. Um, sometimes we use cows, chickens, the dogs. It depends on what the person wants to do. Um, but I do use horses in addition to um, play with all ages and expressive art therapy. And sometimes all the things are mixed. Um, and I partially, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons. I mean, like with with what I had learned, one of the things that I learned from Fancy, nobody else could have told me that. I mean, Fancy knew what was happening in my body on a level that I didn't even have a clue. And no therapy, you know, these these things that these animals are capable of just by being animals, no matter what training anybody has, we just don't match up. Like, they... They know everything. Horses know everything, even if you don't. Right. They know when we're not um, congruent because sometimes we think oh, we're okay and they say, no, you're not. Right. And they'll keep telling you until you get it. And then they will respond and then affirming, you know, a way that you're like when I eventually was like, oh, I mean, and that was, you know, fancy walks in a straight line and I can, their connection was, was made. Um, so they're my team, they're my coworkers, and my job really is to facilitate whatever processes between the horse and the individual. Because 
in that setting, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm definitely not the expert. I'm, I'm just, I'm just facilitating, you know, it's, it's the horse. The horses are the, they know way more than me. Um, I, I understand what and, you're saying. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so with um, the other programs that you have, did, did experiences cause you to, to add those? Um, yes. I, I had not realized until a couple of years after I, on another, I was interviewing another podcast and I was listening, heard myself talk as I'm talking. And I realized that, you know, I had wanted to create a place where everybody felt like they belonged and everybody felt like that they mattered. And, you know, at the time it was most, it was animals, but people was the goal too. Um, because like I said, senior animal rescue and hospice, um, everybody matters. Everybody's important. And I realized that that was kind of me turned inside out, always feeling like I'm not fitting in, not fitting or different or weird or um, not seen or don't matter. Um, and then I happened to end up creating an organization that the goal was to, to give all of those things to people and animals. That's fantastic. Marcy, that's I thank a, you for sharing your heart. <laughs> that, um, that's great because of your own um, experiences, you did this. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> I, 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 the, you know, kind of founded upon acceptance, non-judgment and presence. And those happen to be the things that animals provide in therapy and also client-centered therapy. Uh, as well. And I didn't realize, you know, it's just kind of as I complicate things and add things, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just was happening that way. Um, well, I think yeah. it's, a, I think it's great what you're doing. And I, I, I want to tell you, um, that don't give up, just keep going. Cause I know you have a lot on your plate and I'm trying. <laughs> I, I, I know that this is going to be a great thing. It sounds like, I, I don't know how many of these facilities that you have in your area. Do you have very many? Um, there's one that's similar, but not, not like here. Um, and it's been, um, a process and I tend to, believe it or not, take on too much. <laughs> I have big ideas and big goals and I jump into them um, and thrive on chaos, but also like don't always do as well. So there's a lot of room to grow. It's now about delegation and finding uh, someone, some other people to carry, you know, to help me mm-hmm. with, with that um but i love it i i have the best job in the whole world i i really do yeah no it's it's just the best i mean when we when we're doing therapy and obviously i'm a proponent for talk therapy i'm a therapist right hello mm-hmm. um of course talking is is helpful right but how many times, I mean, even for myself, somebody asked me how I'm feeling. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I have no idea. 
but maybe I can create it or I can play it out or I can, or I watch the herd and it, it plays out in front of me and I can relate and I can, I can explain it that way. So if I don't use these things, I feel like I have to, because there are other, to me, there are other languages. I'm going to miss three quarters of people and not be able to help them because they're not able to verbalize how something made them feel. Mm-hmm. And trauma does that to people. They can't find, oh, yeah. they can't recognize their emotions. I, I run a nonprofit too, and I do exactly what you do with the equine assisted mm-hmm. learning. So I, I'm following you really close on, on what your experiences and things that you're talking about. But um, no, they get so, so hurt that they, they become numb and then they can't figure out what, what's hurting them. They don't even know what emotion they have. They don't, no. they're just numb. And it, the horses do bring it out. The horses tell them you're feeling they this, know. you know, <laughs> so it's well, really awesome. And how many of us are walking around numb because we have 8 million things we're trying to do. We're wearing all of these hats. It's never feels like enough. I mean, there's so many experiences that we all have and we're all not that different. You know, but sometimes we think that we are. Um, and life is hard. Life is very hard (laughs) and it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't like it like changes. And then like, you know, there's, struggles and growth with that time of life you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes it's a season of um, growth. Mm-hmm. and strength yeah sometimes we get strength from that too you know right along oh with my it. gosh yeah and like the animals and you know they don't care they don't care if you're fired from a job or you haven't showered in a week or you have 800 emails or they don't care. They're not going to treat you any differently because they're congruent. Mm-hmm. What you see is what you get. If with people, unfortunately, we don't always get that, right? Like no, somebody might mm-hmm, or say something and they do something different or they tell you something and then they go tell somebody else something like it's people can be hard to read. Hey, Melissa, let's take a quick break. Thank you for joining us today. Our podcast is sponsored by Better Equine, the manufacturer of BE saddle pads, Bee Tree, pure and natural skin and body care products. LE Quarter Horses and Cattle Company offers tune ups, riding lessons, colt starting, cattle doctoring, day work. And Living Life Ranch, located in Gardner, Kansas. And now we're, we're back. back. Animals. If they, you know, their main priority is their safety. All of their behaviors are going to be to meet that safety need. It's If they walk away from you, it's not because they don't want to hang out with you. Like, they don't care. Like, not that they don't care, but it's because of whatever need they need to met, to have met. Now, we'll project onto them whatever our stuff is, right? So, we might say, I guess he doesn't like me. He doesn't want to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. But that's how we then, um, you know, have our little microcosm world where our stuff is recreated and we're able to process it then with the animals and we're able to process skills. And then we're, you know, hopefully able to try to utilize them in the, the outside world. But they, they're all, they're present. They, they're, they're, they're non-judgmental. Um, they're congruent. Mm-hmm. 
They're lie detectors. They don't. Yeah, they don't do things they don't want to do. Like I'll joke with people because a lot of times, to be honest, when I'm doing sessions, I'm using animals. My mouth hangs open. Like stuff happens, but I don't. I don't have an explanation for it. That's so cool. And yeah. I feel like I'm blabbing. Bla- sorry. Um, no, and that's okay. That's with that's with Emmett too. Like people will say, "What? What did you have to do to train him? Like he's certified." But I'm like, no, I don't. He, he doesn't know how to sit. I don't know how he knows what he knows. Like, and I, I'll joke, like, he doesn't know how to, like, the command fit. No clue. If I'm like, Emmett, go over there, turn around and look at me. He got, he, like, he knows that. But, um, like, I'll joke with people that, like, I didn't, I didn't pay them five, the, the horse $5 before they got here to, <laughs> to give them a hug with their neck. Right. I didn't pay Emmett. Like, I, I have no clue these things are going to happen. <laughs> I, I understand. I see it all the time. Right? Is you're like what? Yes. Like every time, and you can't make it up. You can't make it. No, up. you can't, and you can't recreate it in an office setting. No, nope. like you, it, 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 right. you know, it's true. And you say, "Well, do I have a witness? I need a witness." Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, is anybody else seeing this? <laughs> well. Uh, you know, like the best, you know, like you come up with it, your own narrative in your head. Like I'll do this and I'll be like, Marcy, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Because like, it's their story, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll have this whole, and like, you know, some, most of, well, sometimes they happen to like come to a similar narrative that like I'm all excited about, but sometimes they don't. And then I'll be like, Marcy, be quiet, shut up, shut up, shut up. Like you're, it's their story. But it, it's funny, like I'll get like real excited. But, I, you know, I got to keep it in my head. Or they're not there yet in the process. And but you see it coming. <laughs> yeah, don't point it out. Don't point it out. Um, so, yeah, so We fun. love that passion in you. We yes. can tell by talking with you. Thank you. How passionate you are with um, helping people. And we all should, uh, we all should do that. And yeah. Well, so, I wish everybody had a heart like that. This world would be different. Um, I would try. You, um, <laughs> I know you do. Um, would you let our audience know how they can reach you? I know you probably have a website for donations. Um, if they want to be a volunteer, learn or more about the program. learn more about your program. How would they reach you? Go to the the website. So www.graymuzzlemanner.org. It's G R E Y. Um, and then there's a Facebook page as well. Um, and it's, it's all me. So sometimes it does take me a bit, you know, in the process of getting some other folks to support like more volunteer type of stuff. And, um, but it's, that's, there's, there's information there and then you can watch the chaos and sue on the Facebook page because I film everything because like I felt cause it's just funny stuff happen like like I said I, we have cat like we have cows so they get used in therapy but sometimes they all get out like there's just funny stuff you know I just never start rolling my phone because funny stuff that's on the farm well, I'm glad you share all that to pe- for people happen yeah. yeah well so, thank you so, so much for joining us today yes, we enjoyed you. you you have thanks just for having heart. me um we wish you all the thank best you. thank you I appreciate that just try. Keep trying and put the next foot forward is the next right thing. So, all uh, right. All right. Thank you. I'll get to it too. All right. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Subscribe with us to follow our podcast and please provide a review. We appreciate your positive feedback, which enables us to provide our free podcast to you. You can find links to the website at ehalnews.com. Music provided by Ed Mahan. Copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock. Thank you.